Hello and welcome. We are here live at the Bell Bank Pento Studio in lovely Stillwater, Minnesota. Today we have the fabulous Damian Trofimovich from EXP and the <laughs> Trofimovich Group. How did I do? Did I butcher you, your you, name? You, you did great. You <laughs> that did great. was awesome. I am so impressed. <laughs> we also have my wingman, Mr. Stieg Sandell, here today. You got my name right, too. <laughs> yeah, Steve, yeah. yeah, it's only been 20 years. I love it. Trivia question off the bat. Where is Damien from? <laughs> Ooh, I know the answer, but I can guess. <laughs> His good looks and charming personality, where do you think he's from? I would guess Eastern Europe. Is that Eastern Europe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eastern yes, Europe. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Not much of a, what do they call that, uh, geography? Damien hails from the Ukraine. So how long have you been here for, Damien? Tell us about your, yeah, that's your journey. Cool. It's always interesting for people to understand who's behind the mega agent or the curtain, if you will, how you got here, what brought you here. It's always nice to hear that. First of all, thank you for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure. Well, a little bit about me. You know, I did come here to the United States back in 2005 from Ukraine. You know, it's been quite a journey. I still remember. Wait a sec. We have two internationals in one. Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. Way to go. Okay, so 2005. So what brought you here? Well, my mom started dating an American guy and we ended up moving here and they ended up marrying each other. So nice. I just still remember vividly when my mom said, we're moving to the United States. Me at that point just envisioning America and it was all from the movies like Home Alone, <laughs> Terminator, all that stuff. So I was just thinking, you know, like the school buses, the big houses, we don't have those where I grew up. So and it was kind of crazy when I flew in to Minneapolis at that time. That was my vision of America, like New York, all those things. Looking back, it's like, holy crap, can't believe I've been here now for that many years, longer now than I've been in the U.S., now longer than I've been in Ukraine. But I still feel like a Ukrainian in the heart. But very blessed, very blessed to be here and been able to laugh myself here. That's awesome. Yeah. I can relate on a small scale, but I can only imagine what you felt like when your mom said we're moving. Yeah, well, we packed our bags. I think I brought with me one. We live pretty poor there, but just like pretty much every Ukrainian, you know, below middle class, it just was normal to us. I didn't think any differently, but I mean, I packed probably one set of clothes, like my favorite pair of pants, oh. sweater that I wore every day to the junior high that everybody made fun of me, which was, again, was normal to us <laughs> in Ukraine. <laughs> I didn't speak any English when I came here as well, which was also a pretty wow. different culture shock coming in and trying to learn a whole different wow. culture trying to understand what my classmates were telling me. They definitely played a couple pranks on me, calling teacher a B-word and all these things. <laughs> yeah. so, no. It was a fun experience, but I definitely pushed to be on the same level as the kids. And I graduated English second language program within a couple years. Oh. And then I was in regular classes, but still had a very thick accent, constantly got made fun of it. But I embraced it. You know, I was like Ukrainian, that's who I am. And it was still quite a journey until probably college where I kind of started getting slowly Americanized a little bit. Funny how that works. Now the ladies like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, teach me that accent. Look at that. Actually, Damien and I almost crossed paths. We were only about 20 years apart, but uh, Damien was down in Mankato at Mankato State. Is that correct? I was at Gustavo, so we were bonding pre-show here about some of the restaurants maybe yeah. in that area. Yeah, fun yeah. town. So you moved here, then I guess I let the cat out of the bay. You went to Mankato. Tell us about how you got into real estate. In Mankato, I studied a national business degree. You know, I always was very business oriented, you know, kind of thinking or entrepreneurial mindset. And as I was graduating college, you know, my last year, I kind of ran into like, I don't know if it was YouTube or my friend's dad was selling medical devices, but I learned about medical devices. I learned how lucrative a career that can be. And I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. I did the research, I found out, and I learned that there's medical device sales college in Colorado. So after I graduated Mankato State, 
state, I went out to Colorado and I did this specific program for a medical device sales college to focus on spine sales. There's different things you could focus on. And I graduated from there. It was like a six week, I think it's like 360 hour program from what Mm -hmm. I remember. And you learn like pathologies, all the different techniques that doctors use, that specific surgery, how to sell that medical device, you know, different devices that you could sell in that spine field. And then how to profile doctors. So I started profiling twins and actually went to the OR and was experienced actual surgery. So that was a pretty cool experience. And as I got out, I was ready to apply for jobs. Started meeting with some managers from companies like Stryker, K2M. Was really excited to get in the field. And then my buddy, he's like, well, he knew I was eager to start making some money after college. He's like, well, I'm doing really well in real estate. Why don't you come work for me? And if you don't like it, or if you get a job with medical device sales, you can always leave. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it, right? So I got my real estate license. And actually, looking back, I was already making cold calls before I even got my license. Because he explained, you got to start building that pipeline. I was already starting making those calls, circle prospecting, messaging my sphere on Facebook. And that's how I got in real estate. And when I did, he kind of walked me through their office. And he's like, this guy makes this, this guy does this. <laughs> and I, you know, at that time I was young, you know, and I was like, I can do that. But he explained, again, it's a long-term vision. I still remember the saying, the snowball effect, yeah. right? So, and I knew if I applied myself and just really put my head down, focus, I'm like, I could probably be there where they are at, these top producers. So I kind of never looked back to medical device sales after that. I really, you know, that first year, just tried to learn as much as I could. And that was kind of how I got my feet wet in real estate. That's great. Yeah. And we came across Damien. We were at a realtor convention, yes. would you say, where he was one of the speakers. And Brett and I were really impressed with you and all the things that you've been able to accomplish and put together. And we're like, oh, we got to get that guy. I was texting Angela during it. How do I get a hold of this guy? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get him on the podcast. Thanks for coming and sharing all your wealth and knowledge here. Because it's funny, when we start doing this, as soon as we start talking with Damien about it, he's like, I've got some ideas of how you guys could improve your podcast. (laughs) So we're taking notes from Damien on our own podcast, so we appreciate that. But no, I think if you hire Damien, you get someone who's hyper-focused and a real hard worker. And I think that's maybe your key to success, would you say? Yeah, no, I appreciate the kind words. I definitely, you know, in this business, it is, I think, what sets some people apart from others is bringing value to, whether it's your clients or people who you work with, but it's what sets you apart. Yeah, it is. I mean, hyper-focus is one thing, but also I think listening, understanding, hearing what is truly your client needs, I think that's also been a huge factor to my success. Especially in this market, you got to take charge, whether it's a buyer or seller. I mean, for buyers, this is the toughest market we've seen, and I'm sure for both of us, right, for on the landing and buying side. And I think right away setting proper expectations, what to expect, educating, really, really educating on what we're going to run across. That way the buyers don't feel lost, like lost puppies and have anxiety when they run into first multiple offers or, or understanding like kind of what situations we may run into. And even just going through all the steps, like right away up front on the buyer consultation, like this is what's going to take to win multiple offers. And then on the selling side, I think right now a lot of agents are becoming lazy and skipping all the steps into really marketing their properties because they think properties are going to sell themselves. But I think the sellers are leaving thousands of dollars on the table because they're not doing the proper marketing. They're not staging or decluttering the videography, all these things that could actually help them to even get an extra 20, 30, 40,000 on that property. So I think it's, you know, again, not cutting corners as well for every client. So I take my job very seriously. Every client is different and I would treat every sale like it would be my own. Yeah, you definitely exude that. And Steve and I, in this business, we deal with all kinds of people, lots of agents, but I can see why you're very successful. You're just a true professional and 
I can see why you're on the way up. I forgot to mention, along the way, Joy Lynn, Audrey, your new sidekick. She's a great lady. How about telling our listeners who else is on the team? Jarlene is awesome. I'm so lucky that I had the opportunity to bring her on the team. She was on a different team before me, and I always knew her. She worked for a couple big, big, big producing teams here, and just kind of was like one of those things that God brought her in my step, and it was at the right timing. I knew I was ready to like start forming my team, and the next hire was going to be assistant to start getting the next next level. And I was like, I need somebody experienced. And all of a sudden, it was like, I just heard about that she was going to might be looking for a different position, and we met and kind of clicked, and ended up now it's been amazing couple months where we've been creating some incredible systems for our clients for just overall making that smooth process and overall I don't have like a headache because I'm always again myself would be normally doing all those things regarding just marketing doing the processes behind the scene once we're under contract what snacks all these things now I have somebody that's going to be a huge asset to our team to kind of just make a great experience yeah she's awesome we'll have to get her on the next podcast <laughs> yeah convince her to come next time but yeah, I have Joy Lynn. I have a ISA, ISA company that helps me with calling on a lot of my leads. Beyond that, obviously, I have a couple of videographers and photographers who I constantly exclusively work with. And of course, huge key to that. So next step, I think I am actually going to be looking to bring one or two agents on my team. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a goal by the end of the year, because I think I do have a lot of value to bring to a couple of agents. So if somebody is looking, <laughs> thinking yeah. about making a move or need some additional help in growing your business, let me know. I would love to have a conversation. Yeah, you'd be a great person to learn from, for sure. One other thing I forgot to mention is Damien's a family man. Why don't you tell us about it? I'm a father of a beautiful boy named Milan. He's going to be two in April. So it's been an amazing journey. Him and my fiance, Michaela, you know, they're my why in life and why I work hard at what I do and what I try to accomplish. It's kind of like I said, they're my family here in the United States. And it's just cool being a dad, coming home to seeing the little guy. And I'm sure all the parents can relate. All the shit that's goes, I don't know if you can swear, but with all <laughs> everything that's going around in this world, it's nice to kind of like, even just some maybe stressful day at work to kind of let all that go and just see that little smile, the pure smile, you know, where they don't know about any of that, oh, nothing that's right. going on. So that's, I don't know, it's just amazing spending time with the kids and knowing how much you can pour back into them and help them. It's amazing how quickly things come back into proportion, into focus when you come home and there are your kids there and they don't really care what happened at work. They've got their own world going on and that's, it's great to be able to have that touchstone when you get home. So. I think it makes you a better agent too, right? Yeah. you understand. Yeah, it does make me a better agent, understanding to also putting myself in the shoes of my clients, but at the same time too, it also made me more like I would be more stressed before my son because I'd be every situation I'd be like 100% in invested not that like I shouldn't but now I'm like okay if I can do something about it I will do it but if I can't we'll get it handled but it's like why do I need to be mentally so like freaking yeah. out because that's how I am again I'm so invested in every deal yeah. but at this point like that energy is going to go to my son I don't want to become anxious or whatever so when I get home I try to let that energy go and completely be present yeah it's a great way to maintain perspective and keep a calm exterior when you've got that grounding at home. How about in this crazy market we're in, how about a nugget or two, a piece of advice or something you could share with the listeners that people that don't deal with it every day, like yourself or Steve and I, what's going on right now? Maybe someone that's thinking about listing their house or about moving. Is there anything we can share with them or you can? Yeah, I actually posted a video earlier five key trends we've seen in this market. I mean, it's obviously shortages of homes. So if you're a seller, there's so much demand, so much demand for a house and you have so much opportunity to 
capitalizing your investment and the equity that you have in your home potentially. Again, every situation is different, but I saw on an article that on average, it's like 56700 on last year, homeowners gain in equity. I mean, that's insane. Mm-hmm. So just in that, like, what could you do with that money? Pay that or put that in your next dream house. But at the end of the day, too, everyone's situation different. So with sellers, if you are thinking about selling, start preparing early. Because if you do need to get in a different house, you never know when the right opportunity might come along, especially with a low inventory. That's why I always say, talk with your agent, see what you need to do with the house, whether it's maybe you need to get some updates done, like painting or changing out fixtures, maybe decluttering, or maybe even staging the house if it's vacant, or maybe just completely staging the house. Whatever it is, needs to get the house ready, because what if that perfect house comes along and you want to put an offer on it? What if it's a new construction you might want to look at? And I see a lot of people now moving into new construction with low inventory. Well, with new construction, it's a little bit different a deal but you just kind of want to be ready and have that house ready so you're not going to lose out on those opportunities i've seen multiple offers of new construction personally with my clients where we want to write an offer on a spec home and then two minutes later they let us know somebody else wrote an offer before we had opportunity so they mm-hmm. said it's something your highest and best and my client's like ah <laughs> And if you're buying, I highly, highly recommend just work with an experienced agent because I'm sure maybe your brother, cousin, Jimmy is in the business, but how much time you could potentially spend on the market looking for the right home. The experience is the only thing that's going to get you in the, and experienced lenders as well because it's a teamwork here to get that offer accepted. It's even the best offers don't get accepted because you might get a cash offer who might beat you out. So it's like just keep working at it until you get that offer accepted and understanding how to structure that offer, having the lenders having your back, calling the agents, kind of hyping you up and whatever else that might come and play. But it's a big key understanding this market, understanding how to structure this, putting your best foot forward because if it's not you, somebody else is going to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's a lot of sort of subtleties that I think people don't really realize that go on behind the scenes in real estate. And if you've got someone who's maybe a realtor on the side or a part-time realtor who's not really hitting it 100%, I think you're really doing yourself a disservice there. So Even myself, like I have solid buyers. And sometimes, unfortunately, I, what I always advise is everyone's situation is different. And I always say, let's go to what you're comfortable with. I mean, there's 20 different things you can do to make your offer stand out and make it perfect. Unless it's like cash, no inspection, close in two days, whatever it is. But for example, if you're a buyer and you cover your closing costs, but you can't do appraisal gap, but let's not do it if you're not comfortable, if you don't have that cash. But let's keep going to that maximum limit. Maybe we can do earnest money after a certain period, whatever it is. But that's what I try to explain to everyone. I'm like, here's what we can do. What are you comfortable with? At the end of the day, I'm not going to put a gun to your head and say, this is how you have to do it. We're just going to keep going to what you're comfortable with. I want this to be an exciting process. But I also explained, this is what people are doing. The biggest thing I hate in this market, people are skipping inspections. Wave inspections, and that's something I don't advise my clients to do, but it's like... We've seen that too. Yeah. And it's good to have someone in your corner who knows all these sort of creative ways to get your offer noticed. It's not like Brad and I were old school. We were doing this back <laughs> we when you were in the Ukraine back in the 90s. <laughs> and uh, it was just a completely different market. We've seen the ups and downs. We've seen sellers markets and buyers markets. And this is definitely a seller's market here. So you need someone who can kind of shepherd you through that. So They're needling me for time. We're going to have to have Damien back for part two, but... Revenge of the Trophy Movich. <laughs> the Trophy <laughs> the Movich. Sequel. But if someone wanted to get a hold of you to list their home or hire you to buy a home, how would they get a hold of you? Either my cell phone, 651-767-2462. And I say it a little slower. A little slower. Yeah, feel free to call me or text me at 651 
2462. Or if you want to kind of check me out on Instagram, go to Damien, D-E-M-Y-A-N, and Twin Cities. So Damien and Twin Cities on Instagram. That's another platform I like to post a lot of stuff on, educational content, videos, my current listings, things like that. So that's where I try to, you know, have fun, be more active. I mean, you can add me on Facebook and what. This stuff is very informative and entertaining to watch. So Yeah, it is. I'm not much of an Instagram guy, but if I was, <laughs> I, would, I would hop on that. My kids like TikTok. You do TikTok. I do TikTok too. I keep having the hope that I'm going to get popular someday, you know, and my video is going to go viral, but it's like I'm hopeless, but you never know. You know, some reason my videos don't get more than 200 views i'm like why is it not like you know and sometimes my fiance will post a video of our son and it gets like 2000 i'm like what is yeah. they're all good puppies and babies yeah this podcast may change your life you never know yeah, yeah. <laughs> well thanks for coming today damien yeah, we appreciate it we'll have you on again if that's okay yeah thank you for having me it was a pleasure on having these talks mm-hmm.